Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G, the show where we try to go through one Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per podcast with commentary and practical lessons woven in. We are using Pirkei Avos Treasury with Season 2 of the PAL, and tonight is the last episode for a little while. We're going to take a brief hiatus after finishing the fifth parak, the fifth chapter, God willing, in Pirkei Avos. Then after our brief hiatus, God willing, we'll come back and finish the sixth chapter and Perik above in Perke Avos. And then God willing, we'll take a nice summer hiatus and see you, God willing, early next school year to use Dian Avraham for season three of the PAL. God willing, in Mirza Shembli Neder. So let's do 526. Hey, Chavav, let's finish up chapter 5 tonight. Ben Bagbag Omer, Ben Bagbag says, Delvin it, the Torah, and continue to delvin it for everything is in it. Look deeply into it. Grow old and gray over it. Do not stir from it. For you can have no better portion than it. And Ben Hehe Omer, Ben Hehe says, The reward is in proportion to the exertion. The first part of this Mishnah could be very similar and very famous to many of us from the famous. Shweki Sog Ben Bag Bag Ben Bag Bag Omer. Very famous song, very good song. Gets us to think about the fact that everything is in the Torah if we delve in it and we seek into it and we look into it, we could find everything in it. You want to find answers to life questions, you want to find answers to science, math, and the, and the like. Look into the Torah itself because there's so many different things in it, especially in the Talmud, especially in the, in the Bible itself. You look and you could find things, calculations and astronomic things and astrologic things. Very cool. If you look in the Torah, you could find it. And then Ben Hey is talking that everything is in reward to the exertion. So many things take so much work, but the more work something takes, the more reward it will accrue. So they say no pain, no gain. In this aspect, it's very true. If you have a guest that's very difficult, the more work you put in for the guest, the more reward you get. You have a, a situation, tzedakah is hard, or feeding someone, uh, trying to take care of feeding another family, or taking care of this or that, or something else. The more work you put in, the more pain that you seem to put in, that you think you're putting in, is really how much more reward you'll get. God willing. So Yochanan ben Bagbag was one of the early Tanaim, a contemporary of Hillel, see Kedushin, and this is from Teferis Yisrael, like Ben Zoma, he died young and had not received the title Rabbi. So that's why it says in one Ben Zoma Omer, from Tosos Yomtev that was. Medr Shmuel quotes Rashbam that both Ben Bagbag and Ben Hehe quoted later in this Mishnah were descendants of proselytes whose names were disguised to protect them from informers who would have turned them over to the Romans. Some interpret Bagbag as an acronym of Ben Ger Ben Gioris, the son of male and female proselytes Proselytes, Tosfos Yomta cites a view that the name Hey Hey alludes to the first proselytes, Avram and Sarah, to each of whose names God added a Hey. Thus the name Avram became Avraham, and Sarai became Sarah. The name Ben Bagwag also contains this allusion because the numerical value of Bag, 2 and 3, equals Hey. See Tosfos Chagiga. The Talmud cites many questions that Ben Bagwag asked of Rav Yehuda ben Becerra and Sivin. 
in in Nitzivin, right? In Kedushin and Yerushalmi Kasubas, for example. So delve in it and delve in it. Study the Torah incessantly, for constant preoccupation with it will uplift you. And through constant review, you will discover new facets of Torah every time you study it. And this comes from Rashi and Tosos Yomtev. And review will enable you to clarify subjects that had been murky. And this comes from Me'iri. Alternatively, Ben Bagbag exhorts people to analyze every aspect of the Torah that comes from Rashi. Let's move over to Dekulaba. For everything is in it. The Torah is a self-contained guide to life. All of wor- all of the world's wisdom is contained in it. And that comes from Rav Yonah. Look deeply into it. The translation follows Rashi. One should look deeply and constantly into Torah for it yields its messages only after one penetrates below the surface. Rambam and Sefer Musa render and, and through it you will view. Torah refines and sharpens the mind so that one can perceive the truth. One becomes enlightened through the light of Torah and all spiritual darkness is removed from his heart. Thus it grants one the power to view the world around him with a spirit clarity. Grow old and gray over it. Even in old age, one must toil at Torah study and not imagine that he can retire to more relaxing matters. That comes from Rambam and Rav. The Torah is the only thing in life for which it is worth wearing out one's strength. One should not rely on his memory, but rather he should grow old and worn from constant review. Tiferes Yisrael adds, even in old age, the study of Torah is rejuvenating and grants its students a youthful freshness. Let's go to the bottom. Everything is in a Ravachon and Wasserman offers the following analogy. If someone's friend tells him that his face is dirty and another friend tells him that it's clean, how can he know the truth by looking in a mirror? Likewise, when one doubts and has doubts in life, whether spiritual or mundane, he should use the Torah as his mirror, allowing him to gain a true and realistic perspective of his own situation. Thus, whenever one is in doubt, the Tanakh counsels him to look deeply into Torah, for through it he will view all of life with clarity and objectivity. The Vilnagon suggests that if someone is in doubt about any major decision, he should study the Torah until he feels sincerely that he's learning purely for the sake of heaven. Then he should think about his problem. Whatever he decides to do at such a time will be correct. It can give if if you take it. Rav Hirsch of Zitichov offered a homiletical rendering of the Mishnah. Study Torah constantly for it humbles man. Then if you realize that you have not accomplished much and you feel that you have no good portion, then you should understand that this feeling of humility is hey mana from it. Rav Chaim Salvechik of Brisk once upbraided a wealthy Jew who was equally renowned for his scholarship and his stinginess, Rav Chaim interpreting our Mishnah automatically saying, even if you studied the Talmud page after page, and even if you completed the entire Talmud, even more, even if you worked so hard at Torah study that became old before your time, nonetheless it is possible that you have gained no meditov, a good character trait from all your study. The wealthy miser took the message to heart, began loosening his purse strings for the benefit of the poor. This reminds me of the idea about Daf Yomi. It takes seven and a half years to get through da- the entire Shas, the entire Talmud, the entire tractates of the Oral Law of the Gemara. And what's interesting is the last day of the cycle is right before the first day of the new cycle. It's not that we take off a year, we take off a month, we take off a week, or we even take off a day. The day after we finish the cycle, we can't pat ourselves on the back and say, we're all done, we're all finished. No, we start over right again, because that's not what we're here. We're not here to just relax and do nothing. We learned a lot, we learn more. There's always more you could learn. And even if you finished all seven and a half years, you start again the next day. You go right back at it the next day. There's no time 
to just take off and pat yourself on the back and feel like you're finished. You got to get up and keep going. Got to move, 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 and move, move, move. Do not stir from it. Day or night, one should never abandon his study of the Torah. And this comes from Rashi. According to Medrash Shmuel, this qualifies the previous mission with prescribed amount a prescribed amount of time for each area of learning. Nonetheless, Torah study must be a lifelong pursuit. While one can acquire basic knowledge of Torah in his first 20 years, only through incessant study can one mine the wealth of knowledge that is Torah and study can one mind the wealth of knowledge and insight of the Torah excuse me Rav sees this as a call to refrain from the pursuit of other disciplines at the expense of growth and Torah study you got to make sure that you do your Torah study we've mentioned many times even little things a little parsha every day a little daf every day just make sure your feet are wet a little pirke office every day something you could do every day to make sure your portion is there you could have no better portion than it man can have no better occupation than the Torah as the old Yiddish lullaby puts it Torah is dach di Best Sechora. I'm not so good at Yiddish. Bear with me. Torah is, in fact, the best merchandise. Ben Heihe, see, earlier Musr Avos offers a novel suggestion about the authorship of the Stictum. The Talmud teaches that in order to dissuade potential converts from joining the Jewish people, we warn the candidate of the terrible oppression that Jews suffer in exile. If he replies that he wants to convert in spite of it, he's a viable candidate. Thus, Ben Heihe says the reward is in proportion to the exertion. The reward in proportion to the exertion, the reward for observing God's commandments increases in proportion to the effort and difficulty needed for its performance. Performance from Rashi and Rav. Medrash Shmuel interprets this as a source of solace to people who are not intellectually gifted. God's reward for Torah study is not in proportion to degrees of success, but to the amount and quality effort that one puts into it. If you toil hard, you will be rewarded, even if you didn't get much learned. And Rambam shows that we cannot acquire it casually. We have to put our work into it. We have to do what we can, put the work in, and get it done. Rabbi Hanan ben Kasha says the Holy One blessed he wished to confer merit upon Israel. Therefore, he gave them Torah mitzvahs in abundance, as it says, Hashem desired for the sake of Israel's righteousness of the Torah be made great and glorious. Shkayach on finishing chapter 5, Parakeh. Join us when we come back from our brief hiatus to finish off chapter 6 here on season 2 of the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.